Magic Without Fears, Hermetic Podcast. I'm your host, Frater R.C. For more and exclusive episodes, visit magicwithoutfears.com. Thank you for your support. Without Fears, Hermetic Podcast. I'm your host, Frater R.C. For more and exclusive episodes, visit magicwithoutfears.com. Thank you for your support. Spiritual Creation Exercises, Chapter 24 of High Magic, How to Turn Your Lead into Gold with Granny Rainbow, a.k.a. Arissa Victor. Quote, I am not asking any of you to do anything really special, except to dare to think and to dare to go with the truth, and to dare to really love completely. Buckminster Fuller, 1895-1983 to Sacred Ritual and Mysteries Sacred ritual can be done alone, although your self, patron, god, goddesses, angels, guides, ancestors, totem animals, and nature spirits will all be there if you are dedicated and sincere in your working. Then again, some of the most potent magic is performed in group settings. Ask inside and trust your guidance in this matter. If by any chance you ever find yourself in an unsavory magical setting, leave as soon as is gracefully possible. Though I would add, if you can't do it gracefully, just get out of there. That goes for any situation in life. Being naturally attuned to the self... The soul is fed and strengthened by ceremonial magic. Church services have this effect on some parishioners, while other people prefer a different setting. As long as the intent is pure and the heart is open, rituals can fulfill a desire for physical expression of devotion, gratitude, attunement, spiritual community, and so on. Whether private or public, these rites can be very enjoyable and beneficial experiences. For some people, the word ritual connotes a fixed set of words and actions that are always said and done in the same way. In the Aquarian Age, however, ritual is more likely to be created specifically for a single occasion. There is also a wonderfully spontaneous kind of ritual that happens with no planning. In this regard, I'll always remember a special day in the Rocky Mountains, with a small group of friends attending a spiritual conference. Enchanted by our surroundings, we wandered off, eventually finding ourselves so full of awe and love, light, that we stood in a circle on a big rock, holding hands and offering prayers of praise and gratitude. The divinity of all felt so strong that our hearts seemed as big as the universe. I also remember a certain night in Hawaii, 
by the fire overlooking the ocean prayers and deep joy that still ring in my heart. Indoors or out, every moment of every day can be an experience of holiness, whether solitary with a few friends or in a large group, or a very large group. Millions of people attend the Kumbha Mela rites in India, which go on for days. Here is a photo of pilgrims in a yearly ritual at Mecca, the holiest place in the Muslim world, the Kaaba in Mecca at night. In terms of ritual, mysteries means enactment of mythic tales from religious or folklore roots. The nativity play at Christmas, resurrection of Osiris from ancient Egyptian mythology, Grecian Eleusinian mysteries, European Wiccan mysteries of the old religion, the list goes on. There are potent high magic mysteries in occult organizations. The internet abounds with information. Anyone is free to follow printed material or to design their own. The Fellowship of Isis central website offers freely many mystery plays for Egyptian and other rituals. These kinds of activities contain many opportunities for costumes, props, rehearsals, and much to do. Tribes of people come together to share sacred space with intent to raise good energy and deepen their spiritual connection. Tremendous fun coupled with open hearts and minds that generate spiritual energy to share with the entire world. This is the essence of the Aquarian Age. In spontaneous rituals, the only altar may be the heart or hearts of the partakers. However, a physical place of focus for spirit is usually designated. Everything from a clearing on the ground to an elaborate altar will suffice for this purpose. Articles pertaining to the faith being practiced, pictures and statues of holy beings, remembering that we are all holy, various cloths, candles, and objects, especially objects pertaining to the four elements, are frequently seen on altars. Sometimes people are asked to place a small object, such as a piece of jewelry, on an active altar for the purpose of charging the object with high vibrations, which then go with the person afterwards. In the performance of healing rituals, be sure to keep a very positive tone. Never bewail a situation or a person's condition. All things are given by the self in love, and we are all fulfilling soul-level contracts. Ask that the highest good be done for all concerned. Loving prayers and actions from Mother Earth are always appreciated by our glorious Gaia. With sincere intent, while communing with angels or source, Healing energy may flow through people's hands to help each other in body, mind, and spirit. Affirmations. Affirmations are positive statements that assert your belief in your highest visions and grandest good. They can also affirm the very best for all sentient beings. For example, peace on earth, goodwill to all, is a well-known statement that blesses all of Mother Earth's children. Animals, plants, and minerals included when appropriate, it is fine to share affirmations with others. Yes, we can, is a good example. The creative power of saying statements like this is comparable to the potency of envisioning yourself doing your best contribution or creating the feeling of being, doing or having what your heart wants. It is essential to include the wisdom of the heart in any of these magical practices. If what you are doing is only coming from the mind, it is incomplete and may be dangerous. Personal affirmations are a great way to turn your lead-like endarkenment into the gold of enlightenment. 
They can be used to excellent advantage when fear, thoughts, threaten your peace. You can speak from your true self to your confused ego self, offering good advice, a pep talk. You know better than anyone else the spiritual and psychological areas you could upgrade. Saying affirmations aloud in clear, decisive tones to yourself is a good practice. The good that you are affirming is the higher truth, no matter what the current appearance may be. You are calling forth your best results. This works because you are the self and your essential nature is divine. It also works because the universe is essentially benign. You have the power to change your disposition from nervous worry to calm command with a few powerful statements coming from yourself. You may write your own affirmative statements or create them in the moment when you need them. You know best what phrases suit your temperament, but don't wait in order to make them perfect. Just get started. Keep checking inside yourself to see how they make you feel. Observe outward results and make whatever adjustments seem best. Yourself will teach you exactly what you need. The more you use the magic of affirmations, the more transformative this tool will become. Use affirmations to accelerate your spiritual awakening. Here are a few suggestions from my teachers, just to get you going. Paul Foster Case. The presence of the Most High dwells within me. The One Spirit works through me to release me from every form of bondage. I rejoice that even now I have my heart's desire. I look upward toward the goal of perfect liberation. From Jason Lauderhand. I am safe and secure as a child of my divine mother. Poise and peace are mine this day. Every change is for the best. All things work together for good. And from Matthew, I stay steadfast in the light. I radiate confidence, excitement, and trust to all those around me. Positive thoughts flow naturally through my mind. I have money for everything I need. Mantras. A song that makes your heart happy may be used as a mantra, something short that you like hearing repeated over and over. Here is one that I like to sing while driving. May the long time sun shine upon you, all love surround you, and the pure white light and the pure light within you guide your way home. The Incredible String Band, 1970 Scottish Psychedelic Folk Group. Ah, Granny Rainbow, you rock. Of course you like Scottish Psychedelic Folk from the 70s. A helpful affirmation that you use frequently may naturally turn into your mantra. Mantras give the mind something to do instead of tripping out on inconsequential thoughts. None of us have ever done that, have we? Mantras are never meant to stifle creativity, but rather to calm and strengthen the mind so it can be truly creative partner with your soul. Mantras give the mind something useful to do and help it get accustomed to positive vibrations. A mantra is a short prayer or affirmation that is said or sung repeatedly, silently, unless there is no other person to hear it. Many mantras are personal, 
some mantras are said by millions of people, in which case they don't have to be kept private, unless you do not want to share for personal reasons. You do not want to advertise your mantra to others, because if that action includes egotism, it leaks or lessens the energy of the mantra. You can whisper mantras under your breath, or as you take on a challenging task. This is actually something I was going to bring up actually, uh, about prayers, affirmations, and, and mantras, about how these days they become more used to advertise our, uh, our virtue signal, our spirituality, rather than, and thus draining them. Um, but she, 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 got, she was there already. Of course, Granny Rainbow was, was ahead of us on all things. Some of the reasons I don't comment on some of the stuff she says is because it's so wonderful, I just hope it's true. <laughs> Even if I can bring in perspectives to the contrary. Given this is not an academic work, I don't feel the need to editorialize like I do in that field. This is more just for our enjoyment, because Arissa is going to listen to this too, or she is, and enjoying it as much as we are, which is very nice. Your mantra may spontaneously arise within you, or it may be bestowed upon you by a teacher. It is fine to experiment, to discover what sticks. Since it will be very much with you, be sure your mantra expresses the highest ideals you are open to expressing in your life. It can be in your native language or a different language. Use mantras to create inner peace. Repeating a mantra is a spiritual exercise or meditation. It creates a helpful vibration that can be cycling through your consciousness most of the time. Instead of listening to inconsequential babble in your mind, your beloved mantra fills that space with beautiful words and lofty ideals. A mantra gives suggestions to the subconscious, which will respond with more of what it is hearing. Your mantra may change over the years, but eventually the perfect one will settle in your heart and bring you peace. The purpose of a mantra is to still the mind by giving the chatterbox intellect something to keep it focused, so it doesn't go off on some imaginary tangent. The right mantra for you fills you with spiritual strength and helps you relax into yourself. A good mantra can ward off the damage of a negative mantra such as I am worried or I can't cope, which are often only semi-conscious. Your healthy mantra can become somewhat automatic. You may find it repeating itself within you without you consciously choosing to say it. This occurrence will bring you happiness because it shows your mind is becoming purified. Eventually, the mantra may replace all unwanted thinking. Here are a few examples of mantras, including some used by millions of people. <laughs> George Washington, all is well. Jason Lauderhan, truth and beauty, love and joy. Jason divulged his mantra to Arissa at the end of his life. He said it rose, arose deep from deep within. Truth and beauty, love and joy. That is very beautiful and very tiferet. Granny Rainbow, may all beings be peaceful, happy, and free. <laughs> I love that because I know what she means by free. She literally means like set the animals loose, <laughs> like hardcore. Tibetan, Om Mani Padme Hum, all hail to oneness in the lotus of the heart. Om Tara Tu Tara Ture Sohum. Hail Goddess, Tara, Redeemer. Sanskrit. Om Shanti, Shanti, Shanti. Peace, peace, peace. And Om. Aum. A-U-M. Aum. 
a drawn-out om, said to be the primal sound of creation. The Maha Mantra of Hinduism, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Krishna, or Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Krishna and Rama are names of divine beings who incarnated in deep antiquity to remind humanity of its selfhood. Hare means dearest, beloved. Collage. Collage is an art form created by putting different materials together. Usually they are composed of cut-out pictures and textures glued on paper. They may be made quickly and spontaneously, precisely planned out, and uh, everything in between. Collage is often used as a kind of meditation for self-exploration. It's not just what you think might be the French word for college. (laughs) That's my joke. It is possible to use this art form to help create your heart's desire. And here we have a BOTA tarot of the lovers. Six, Zion. The three forms of consciousness in perfect alignment. Archangel Raphael. Kether, superconscious, whole brain. Adam, Hakma, self-conscious, left brain and Eve, Binah, subconscious, right brain. Because there is no correct or incorrect way to make a collage, this exercise can unleash the right brain. While doing collage, the left brain is just the helper, which is the way it is supposed to be. As pictured in Tarot Key 6, The Lovers, the man, the conscious mind, looks over to the woman, and she looks up to the angel. She is the subconscious part of the mind that is in contact with all life everywhere, First, the first matter. She is the feeling life, while he is the thinking about it. She will give him what he is thinking about. He takes care of her while she is giving birth, and to that which his thoughts have seeded in her. When his attention is on love and creativity, wonderful things can ensue. And that's something I think we've lost. I mean, very much just uh, people focusing on what they can create together in general. We're in such a... We're elevating the negative roles of deconstruction these days for the purpose of control and relativism rather than the purposes of creation and re-inspiration. For starters, get some good scissors and a glue stick and collect some magazines. Clear a space where you will not be interrupted. Cut out any pictures, pieces of pictures, colors, or textures that appeal to you. Without censoring your process, paste your cutouts on a regular piece of paper or cardboard, which can be any size. The cutouts might tell a story, or your collage might be an abstract design. The size of the background does not matter. Just be sure it feels right. The idea is to follow your gut, so your instincts can lead you deeper inside, past ideas into subconscious material. Do not censor your process at all. Relax, play, and enjoy. I've never thought of collaging this way, and actually it sort of excites me to think of of just actually doing that. Here's the reason why making collages can be self-revealing, as well as fun. If you undertake the project instinctively, without planning the outcome, you will activate your right brain. Colors and shapes and spontaneous actions may stimulate that psychic, receptive part of your brain. The activity itself is visceral. Just do what feels good without thinking about the outcome. It is important to feel the process. 
For this reason, it is recommended that you do not add words to your creation, unless you find some very special word that has a deep meaning for you. Because the self is fractal, the more you look, the more there is to see. Anthony Wright, derived from Terry Marks Tarlow's Psyche's Veil, Psychotherapy, Fractals, and Complexity. When the collage is done, take time. Sit back and let it speak to you. This is almost like a divination exercise, Granny Rainbow. Wow. She should call it collaging for divination. Again, do not think about it as much as commune with it. How did it feel to create your collage? What does it say about you? What unspoken secrets does it hold? What does it reveal? Where did it come from? Where does it take you? If you keep it on view, where you can refer to it from time to time on an ongoing dialogue with yourself may ensue. You can do collage to help reveal and or create your heart's desire. You may state that particular intention consciously or look for clues when you are done. I'll say no more because the answers must come from your inner goddess, no matter what your outer gender definition. In this process, you are the inspirited artist. The collage artistic endeavor can happen as often as you like. It is all completely up to you, so let your self-expression flourish. And that's the end of that chapter. But And there, it's the only chapter where there's no how-to exercises so far. And um, I think that's because she's smuggling in actually some extremely advanced ideas and ritual works into between the mantras, the affirmations, and the collaging, the way Granny Rainbow describes collaging. I've never heard it described before. And I think that's because in school they're not teaching us to use it like a form of sigil magic or creative chaos talismanic magic or even self-initiation like you could essentially what she's i mean if a, if you could do a collage in the right way from the right space using the right tools and achieve the right effects you could instead in a sense substitute the abramelin because if you get in touch with your true self through a collage there you have it so this is as high magic as magic gets and she does it has described it in the form of doing a collage and that is is very, very, very profound. Um, I of course I've missed. I, I suck at painting, but I still do that when I have tools, art supplies around. So it's good to be artsy. It's good to do it in the way she recommends, which is to not have an intention necessarily in advance, and definitely don't plan it. Just let let it flow from the right brain, as she would say. Um, and uh, come from coming from your goddess is a way of saying, you know, you're invoking the Shekhinah. And you're, you want the presence of God to flow through you into what you're creating. And that is just really true for all magic, but especially for uh, a ritual exercise like the way she's talking about collaging here. And that's, that's super profound. Um, thanks for listening. And more to come. Hi, I'm Granny Rainbow. Thanks for listening to my friend Frater R.C. read from my out-of-print book, High Magic, How to Turn Your Lead into Gold. Hermetic Science Enterprises is a publishing company based in Scotland, UK, that specializes in Western esoteric printed literature as well as educational videos. With various imprints under its belt, its roster consists of grimoire tradition literature, alchemical works, Golden Dawn tradition books, and the several texts and videos originally belonging to the philosophers of nature. 
Besides its downloadable videos and standard hardcover edition books, Hermetic Science Enterprises also produces beautiful and precious limited fine edition books that are true pieces of art. For more information to order any of its products, please visit www.hermeticscienceenterprises.co.uk. That's hermeticscienceenterprises.co.uk. And as a lot of you know, I've uh, talked with the publisher Lenny on the podcast before, including a six-hour epic uh, extended version on the Patreon, and uh, seen the fine edition of his new grimoire of Scott's Discovery of Witchcraft, which is only available for purchase up to 50 limited copies uh, till the end of May, I believe. So check it out now. Hermetic Science Enterprises.co.uk